Welcome back to the Jennifer and Tim podcast. We really do have to come up with another name for this. <laughs> it's very it? lame. It very is. lame. It is. We're still trying to creatively think of something. But until then, this is what it is, okay? Uh, it's really exciting for us to do this. Uh, this is only the second episode that we've done. And uh, obviously, we just want to be a help to people. We are screwed up people. <laughs> um, I definitely have more issues than Jennifer does when it comes to emotional well-being and that really has been the theme that we're we talked about last week and we want to talk about again this week this goes with uh, what I've been teaching on the weekends I'm in a series right now um, about faith and feelings and how whatever we trust in affects our emotional well-being and obviously we come from it from a God perspective uh, because I'm a pastor and you're director of a Christian school and academy. Um, but we all have faith. We all have faith in something. So we have to figure out what that is and to see the impact that it has on us. What I want to talk about today is, or we want to talk about, <clears throat> is the whole concept of inflating and deflating. I know that sounds, well, I don't know if it sounds weird or not, but I think it's a good illustration about what we're doing to feel good about ourselves. I'm bringing things in my life to pump me up, all right? Or I'm doing things in my life to deflate me where I feel like I'm losing air. You know, I can't breathe. Um, not only do we do that to ourselves, but we do that to other people. I'm either inflating other people, help them feel better about themselves, or deflating them. Uh, I was talking, um, we were together last night with one of our daughters, and this has not been a good week for me. <laughs> no, it it, it really hasn't. Not it, a good week at all. It has definitely not. And, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting because when I talk about things, it seems like I'm I'm having a struggle. With those things. I mean, it yeah. might not be when I'm starting. I just, like, as soon as I talk about it, it's like, okay, we're going to see if this is serious to you and you can really do this. Sometimes I think that's because... <clears throat> You are ta you've talked about it, so now you you notice it more yeah. because you've talked about it. you know that thing where you are looking at buying a car and you're like I've never seen a car like this before, and then once you start you know thinking about a particular car, then you see it everywhere. You know, so well, know. my friends, <laughs> now I'm thinking about a car that I want to buy, and it's really nice, Jennifer. You should let me do it. Are you serious? A Jeep? Don't you think no. that would be good? Oh, okay, I'm just kidding. All right, that's fine. Um, I see what you're saying. You know, sometimes because you talked about it, you're thinking about it more. Yeah. I appreciate it that you're trying to make me feel better about myself, but I just had a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I really did, and it's, it's difficult for me, and I, this is an excuse, but um, many of you know that I'm bipolar, and I also deal with OCD. I go to a psychiatrist on medication for it, and that makes it more difficult sometimes. But what I went through this week really was circumstantial in nature, and when you aren't bipolar or OCD or have some other kind of mental illness, uh, usually what's happening to us is circumstantial and it causes us to have feelings in certain in certain ways. Anyway, uh, let's get back to the whole inflating and deflating thing. I need to know, or we need to know, well, let me put it personal again. I, as a person, need to know if I am inflating or deflating. And there are, I want to, we want to talk specifically about three different things. Um, 
One is a self-coach, all right? A self-coach is we basically are talking to ourselves. We're telling ourselves I'm great or I'm a terrible person. Uh, and what we say to ourselves really makes a difference in how we feel during the day. It's like getting up. I made a suggestion this past week of we do a little personal um, evaluation part I did this past week in our, our message notes. And that was one of those things, you know, when you get up during the day, or what do you say to yourself to feel good about yourself? And the scripture tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, and we need to look at ourselves that way. Is there anything that you say to yourself that makes you prepare for the day? <laughs> she is looking with this big blank. No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I, I, no, I don't know that I tell myself well, anything. Well, this teaching today, Jennifer, is for you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll maybe it'll be good. I think it's important. Well, and you're really good about, you know, seeing yourself in a positive way. I think people who struggle seeing themselves in a positive way, it's more important for them to yeah. do that. It's important for me to have that feeling about it. So anyway, you know, being our self-coach, God gives us a coach. And we know him as the Holy Spirit. Okay, there's God the Father, there's God the Son, there's God the Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about what Jesus said this, you know, he's leaving, I'm going to leave for you another counselor. He's even called a counselor. Um, and this Holy Spirit helps us. Well, the Holy Spirit basically is <clears throat> threefold. One is to give us peace in our life, to help us feel good and joy that, hey, everything's cool and copacetic, you know. The other role is conviction, um, a sense of discomfort, you know, that we're not being who we should be. Some people would call that guilt. Um, it really is concern, you know, that the Holy Spirit's helping us see these things about ourselves that are not right. And the other thing is calling. The Holy Spirit calls us. The Holy Spirit helps us see what we should do. And all of that calling, this is interesting, is about other people. All of it. No matter what God calls you to do, the end result is that we're having a positive effect on other people. That's what he wants us to do. So anyway, the Holy Spirit, you know, helps us in that way. What role has God played in your life in helping you see when you're not doing good things? Well, <clears throat> for me, I, I like to read and I like to understand. It's very important um, I, I, if there's a circumstance or something that I'm dealing with, my go-to is I want to figure it out. I want to understand it. And so I feel like that the way God speaks to me is uh, bringing those things that I've read and tried to understand and um, to mind and, you know, helping me apply those things and see those things in in my in my everyday life so I, I think that's how um you know he that's how i feel like he speaks to me is um so you're reading that. something and god either says hey you got this you're doing this well or you're reading that and the holy spirit's giving you conviction about you know you really need help in this area in your life yeah, I, I would say that, but not not so much when I'm reading it, but 
when I'm noticing, oh, this thing that, you know, that God said, I, I'm seeing that um, out, out in real life. Like I'm seeing that, that thing that he, that I read about, you know, played out. And um, that's how I feel like it happens. Like I, I read and I have some knowledge, but then throughout my day or my life, uh, those words come back to me when I'm noticing how that's how that's really happening. Um, Do you, you notice know, though me. about yourself and how you're reacting to people? And yeah, yeah, no, I know. I think so. I think so. Well, you know, you were talking about that self coach. So all of us have all of us have a narrative. All of us have a narrative going on in our minds. We're always talking to ourselves, almost <laughs> almost all the time. And that is a biological survival thing because your brain is constantly trying to make sense of the world around you so that you can be prepared and aware so that you can survive so that you know that um, that you know what's coming kind of thing and so your brain is all about meaning so let's say something happens in your day and somebody says something to you and you're not quite sure, you know, it's, they say something and it's not necessarily negative, positive, they just say something and you take that little bit of information and then, you know, maybe a couple of days later, um, that person uh, does something, you know, maybe they're, you ask them to do something and they're like, no, no, you know, kind of put you off or whatever. And then your brain takes that, situation from before and then connects it with this situation and then it begins to tell a story like it, it's not just incidences that you have seen or things that have happened but it takes this thing and this thing and this thing and then it wants to make meaning of it now it could have been two or three things that have no connection whatsoever they're just standalone things more than likely they're not even about you it's probably about the other person, but your your brain will tell a story and take these things and kind of pull it all together. And because your brain is constantly looking for meaning, I need to understand this. And so we have to be really careful about the tendency of our brain to do that. Because oftentimes we, we put together stories and tell stories that are uh, about us and we tend not to tell stories about other people like if this person is really short with me and um, you know kind of blows me off my the the Holy Spirit might tell me hey look that person might be going through something there might be something that's going on hey you need to check in with that person later on just to make sure they're okay but the story that I would tell myself as a, you know, a broken person that's trying to survive and protect myself is, wow, what, what did I do to that person? And why are they so, why are they being so mean to me? And, and, and the story is about myself. And so when you talk about the Holy Spirit being that self coach, that uh, he's telling us a narrative and we're telling ourselves, um, you know, something completely different 
most of the time. And, and like I said, there's our brain is always talking. There's all this conversation and storytelling that's going on. And, you know, our if we listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to help us see that it's not all about us. These stories are not all about, you know, uh, us being wounded I think it or gets whatever. back to, and that's, I think we do probably both, you know, sometimes we're, in a bad emotional place because we're taking it personally and telling the story of what they're, you know, it's about me and they don't like me or whatever. And then other times, you know, it's about them and we realize, I think we have a tendency to go one way or the other. I'm the person who, if somebody says something negative toward me or does something or whatever it is, my story is they don't like me, I don't matter. Uh, because my value comes from how people feel about me. It's, it's a story about me. It's, it's all about me. You are the complete opposite. Complete opposite. And I know sometimes you do that too. I would think we probably all struggle with it. But usually when somebody does something negatively or says something negatively, your mind immediately goes to something's going on in their life that would cause them to be that way. So it's there's something in their story is going badly and I need to help I need to figure out what that is to see where I can help them to change how they're communicating what they're doing and the decisions that they're making that you naturally go that way I naturally <clears throat> take things personally because my deal is my value comes from people your deal is your value comes from God and they need to find their value from God because obviously they're not well that's really that's really kind of you to think that i seem like a really terrible pastor (laughs) i'm just being honest yeah yeah but you know what that it's not it's not really true and it's uh, my natural tendency is to is to say uh there is something going on with you i'm right you're wrong and not you know, oh, not not take. Uh, so it's not right. about <laughs> they have a problem because they're wrong. It's like about well, it, yes, and it has nothing to do. About it has nothing something. to do with me because I'm not wrong. You know, but sometimes soul. it does have to do with me. Sometimes it it is things that I have made a mistake. I have I have been self centered. I'm not recognizing you know, the truth in this. And so I just, I miss out on seeing myself how I really am and walk away thinking, well, it's them and there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with me. All of us, you know, are going to tell the wrong story. I know when I go through struggles and I still think that what I said about you is correct. I think you're more of an inflator. You know their story. You're trying to figure out why they're behaving the way they are. And you want to help them overcome whatever that challenge is so they can be better. I really do believe that. It, either that or I, I believe that about you. I know for me, when I'm taking things personally, because you know that I find my value from other people. And a lot of that has to do with my 
past and everything else, wanting to please people. Yeah, because we get our story from our parents and our culture and, you know. Anyway, when I'm going through, sorry to cut you off. (laughs) Sure you are. You you tell me all the time, sorry means a change in behavior. It's like, I wouldn't change my behavior. I would do it again. So I guess I'm not really sorry. Uh, When I'm taking things personally, you are bringing my attention to why that person is like, I don't know if you realize this, Tim, but this person is going through this. They just lost their job or they just had this problem in their family. And this, maybe that's why they're behaving the way they're behaving. Of course I do that because it's not happening to me. And when it's not happening to me, then I then I have more um, access because my emotions haven't been triggered. Ah, You know, I mean, it's easy to, when something's not happening to you, it's much easier to help you through it because it didn't didn't affect my emotions. It affected your emotions because it happened to you. And that's why we need other people. Okay, well, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about because I'm talking about how do we know we're deflating, that we're deflating ourselves, that we're knocking ourselves down, we don't feel good about ourselves. Uh, and one of those ways, or maybe our behavior, that we're just emotionally reacting to things in negative ways and we don't see it. Maybe we don't notice it about ourselves. And God uses other people to help that see, help us right. see those things about us. So, I think that's important because not only he uses the Holy Spirit, you know, he convicts us about our behavior, but sometimes he uses other people telling us and being open with us about how we're behaving. I struggle with this because I don't like conflict. Mm. All right. I am a mess. (laughs) (sighs) I do. I'm just, you know, again, I struggle with conflict. So if somebody is acting out in a difficult way, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Right. Because I know I find my value from people many times instead of from God. So I I project that on other people that they're going to feel the same way. They're getting they're going to get their opinion for how I feel about them and, you know, cuz they're going to live for other people's opinions. So I it's going to hurt them and it's going to be upsetting. Well, they may not be that way. I mean, right. it, you know, that, that they're not living is, for them. It is. It's really hard. It's really hard to tell somebody the truth yeah. about the, you know, about things in their life. And I feel like that's where great friendships, you know, those people are going to tell you the truth. Our relationship with God is him telling us the truth. And yes, there are hard truths. I mean, you you read scripture, you you look at the life of Christ and you know, you know you you don't measure up. You know you have things and 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 or the Holy Spirit tells you uh tells you these things about yourself and it's it's hard to hear it. It's hard to hear it from somebody else and it's hard to tell somebody else, but Without that, how do you how do you make changes? You know, and you have to focus on. Okay, it's going to be really hard to tell you this, and it's going to be really hard for you to hear it. But the outcome is going to be 
amazing what's going to come out of this and actually intimacy comes out of that I you think know it's true friendship you know if you're really a friend you want the best for that person right. and for them to be the best version of themselves I've yes heard that it's statement that before. you have a story that you told me uh, in college about having a booger in your nose or something and that's what it is <laughs> it's the person who you have a booger in your nose Would you stop? <laughs> I, I don't know how to cut things out of the <laughs> podcast but you know the person who cares about you is the one and that's i looked tell at myself you. in the mirror and there it was and i was sitting there at a lunch table with these hot girls <laughs> and yeah. nobody ever none of your buddies. the whole conversation i was being funny you know i'm like <laughs> hey i'm this great guy you should want to go out with me and i go look at myself in the mirror in the bathroom and there it is yeah okay let's get off that <laughs> uh, but that's a true friend. i know that's a silly illustration of this but and it's true we need people in our life who, I mean, if we respond in an angry way toward people and we don't realize it, we need somebody to say, yeah. you know, look, you're you, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not being kind to those people. And, okay, here, this is the way, I, I'm just looking at my, you know, we look at ourselves. Right. And, you know, how we're taking this. When somebody says something to me in... And it's, it's, I don't know if criticism, I guess criticism is what it is, but it's a form of helping. Okay, I'm saying this to help you. So let's say they criticize me. How do I respond to that? Do I immediately begin making excuses for it? Mm -hmm. Or do I listen to what they're saying, reflect on what they're saying, and find the truth in what they're saying? And that, I mean, they respond, I, I mean, immediately I can think of, you know, there are times that I've made excuses. However, you know, I'm normally, again, I take things so personally. And when people say something, this is what's wrong with you, then it's like, you're right. I mean, everything they say is going to be, you're right. Well, and many times that's the way it is, you know, and it's, I mean, sometimes it's not, but. We need to li we need people in our life to help us see how we're behaving because we're and it's look you're doing these things to yourself and you're you're deflating yourself you're making you you know you're sucking the air out of your life because you don't feel like you have any value at all and it's like why I mean how can you know is this what you want for your life to be so down and depressed all the time and the other part of it is don't do you realize that your behavior is deflating other people around you. I mean, is that your life? Is that what, and if you're doing that, sometimes you want to do that because it's a power thing and you want to feel like you're better than them. But other times it's not a power thing. It's just, you don't realize the negative effect that you're having on other people. What's hilarious to me is that you couldn't even come up with another word other than criticism. You can't say that's not criticism, but it's criticism. Well, let me help you out with that. The Give me another word. Feedback. Oh, feedback. That's what, you, that's what you need. No, you, that's a you great word for it. You need people to give it. you feedback. Yeah. And feedback sometimes is, hey, I'm letting you know that I've noticed that you're doing this, and it's a great thing. And it's a positive thing in your life, and you make people feel amazing when you do this, and blah blah. Or feedback could also be, "Hey, I've noticed that you know you get really angry." 
pretty quickly and you have a big reaction and yeah. you know I think that probably bothers people or you know that it, kind of thing. It may not feedback be. is not negative or positive. It's just information. It's feedback. Yeah. Not criticism. And it's not necessarily anger. I mean, we've been talking about anger. It can be depression. It's oh, like yeah, many no, people, any, and you take things so personally, you get so depressed and down and discouraged, or anxiety. Man, you just you're so anxious because I mean, maybe you feel like you're out of control or whatever it may be. Feedback is a great word for that. <laughs> you would think that, I, and now that's a new word that I need to call to my mind when I'm dealing with these things. Okay, uh, so, well, well, those are okay. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, your and we friends, need people, our people, your close people that will give you that too. feedback. Yeah, and then the other is counseling. You know, people who, whether it's a professional counselor, if it's a minister, if it's somebody else, maybe that you don't know as well, but you seek out help and counseling. That's not a weakness. That really is a strength because we know we have an issue. We don't want to affect ourselves negatively to deflate, be deflated, and we don't want to affect other people in a negative way. Therefore, I want to do something about it, so I'm going to seek out help from somebody who can truly help me. A friend may not be able to help you deal with it. Right. Many occasions they can't. Yeah, this is how you're behaving. They can't tell you how to right. So you need other people in your life. I have someone, I have a prayer partner, and I would say he's also uh, a friend and a counselor to me, and um, and it, it's kind of the bow, because he's a friend, but at the same time, he's gone through so much in his own personal life, emotionally, and with his kids, and all of that, I seek out advice from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he can help me. And just this past week, you know, he said something to me. It's like, you know what, that's good. We just, I need to, that's a good thing. I need, I need to hear that. But at the same time, I have him, but I have spoken to a counselor in the past, mm-hmm. someone that I didn't really know that well, who helped me process it in a really practical way. And, and sometimes it's good to have people who they don't, they're not coming emotionally from it. They're coming from information of what they're hearing from you. And it's not about making you feel good or bad about yourself necessarily. It's about here's how you can be better. Right. There's not bias. There's not bias. Yes. Yeah. Well, I will say, yeah, you had, you had a bad week. You had a rough week. But years ago still trying to get over it actually well, no, you're, you're, you've done really well i have been better yeah um but years ago i gotta peek i gotta speak tomorrow so yeah i'm going <laughs> in the right direction right but years ago yes. something like this would have set you back and it would have been weeks of that's true you know uh the moping and the you know moping. woe is me yes and i don't like that you word. know well, you came up you know, with feedback. Melancho- I need to come melancholy. Up with some melancholy. You know, is a melancholy much that's associated and comes along with <laughs> yeah. a few other, you know, yeah. things. And and you've done you've done really well this week um, taking care of yourself. Like you've done a couple of things that you didn't want to do, but you did anyway. 
because you knew that I need to take care of myself. Um, uh, so, you know, that was good. You know, you know when, you're, when you're not having a good week, sometimes you don't have the energy to do the things that you know you need to do. And it's like, it doesn't matter with whether I have the energy or not, I'm going to, I'm going to do this anyway. Well, you, you preached about that and you actually did what you preached about this week. And I think that helped. You talked, you know, you talked about some things. I mean, I'm, I, so you're, you, you're better. You're better today. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's good having you because you can help me process about, I mean, you're like, why are you feeling that way? What, what's going on? And a lot of this week, again, was it wasn't bipolar. It was circumstantial yeah, it's stuff. Just regular, just regular up life. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, and not you know, it's their story. It's my story. It's I, I really like that you know illustration, you know that you gave. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all deal with it, and we need to be moving in you know in the right direction of it. And really, it's what you believe related to it. Um, and you have to find the truth in whatever the situation is. But when it all comes back to, and for me, I, my value really, I know it's supposed to come from God, but I do seek it out from other people. And it's not, I don't think that, and it's not in a selfish way, and it's not that I'm trying to make myself feel better, but you know, or people, hey, you're, maybe you're not such an evil person, but um, a lot of it has to do with you know, childhood and right. all of that. And I don't think you seek it out, though. I don't think you seek it no, out. No, I don't seek people's approval. I don't want people to, yeah, hey, tell me how great I yeah, am. No, or, you, you know, you, you I don't, don't want. Do that. It's just. I, in fact, it makes me feel comfortable when people do that a lot because I, I don't want things to be about me. <laughs> this is, I'm a complicated person, but. It's, it has to do with feedback, or and it's actually it's not feedback. You know, well, it's not. It's just how people. Something happens, and I take it personally. And right. here, here's how I figure: I did something, and I hurt them. Right. It's not really about them hurting me. How could they be that way? How could yeah, they do that to me? Wrong. I did something wrong, and I feel guilty about about it because I hurt them. Yeah. I had a negative effect on them. So it's not about them having a negative effect on me, really. Um, yeah, you do, it, you're, you do it to yourself. <laughs> I do it to myself, but it really comes from, I, you know, I feel guilty because I had a negative effect on them. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway. Well, the great, the great thing about guilt is that you can do something about it. You don't have to yeah. live in guilt. Okay, I think we've talked enough. <laughs> I know you talked about the nose situation for me. I've been yes. sitting here, and you either have paint no. in your hair oh. <laughs> or it's gray hair, and I believe it's paint. So you need to go look at yourself in the mirror. Thank you so okay. much for listening to us this week. Uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. It's... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you said welcome back because we just started this and messed up and had to start over. So oh. that's why I'm laughing. Okay. Because nobody knows that. Well, they do now. <laughs> okay. It's Jennifer and Tim, and we are uh, talking about 
uh, emotional things. And the reason why that's the topic today and has been the last couple of weeks is because I've been in a series at Woodland called Faith and Feelings, and we know that we all have emotional issues and we want to be fixed. So we are here <laughs> to fix you. Oh, you can't say I that. I know, because we can't fix anyone. We can't, can't even, even fix, fix our, each other. I know. Or ourselves. But we can move in the right direction. Yeah, that's true. And um, to make sure that we're getting healthy. Yeah. And it's important to do that emotionally because how we feel about things, as we have learned in previous weeks, um, makes a big difference in our behavior and what we're able to accomplish in life. And one of the things that we learned this weekend was about influence, and all of us have influence. And if we want to have a good influence, we have to be in an emotional good place. Otherwise, if we are feeling badly, we usually aren't purposefully trying to do things for good in the lives of other people. So, Jennifer. <laughs> what? Fix our emotions. Uh, Tell us what you're thinking. Well, um, this week we're doing the podcast after the the sermon from this morning. So um, I think that's good. It's because I forgot the recorder <laughs> at the church. Yes. But anyway, I mean, I, I think that's good. I think um, if any of you haven't heard the sermon from this weekend, you might want to go back and and listen to that because it goes into a lot of detail about where emotions come from and, um, and you know, and how they affect our life. And you were saying that our beliefs are really important, what we believe about, about our life, what we believe about purpose, um, our purposes, all of that has a lot to do with our emotions. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you needed to be here for the previous recording that we deleted because... We deleted, you deleted. I deleted it, okay, because you didn't we got like what in this... Saying. Well... <laughs> we can't, we can't... That's kind of... Well, okay. Well, it's, it's, I guess it is a little bit true. It's not that I didn't like what you were saying, it's... I don't know. It, 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 this is a really difficult topic to understand because um, our minds, and when, when you think about belief, really it's what we think. And when we say, like, I think this about you, it means I believe this about you. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the thinking leads to our feeling, and our feeling leads to our actions. So it's all about what we think, and it's about thinking related to our situation that we're in, that we respond in a positive way or we don't respond in a positive way related to what we believe about that. Um, there are a lot of different belief systems that people have that affect their emotional life, and a lot of it has to do with where we have a sense of value. Where do I get my value from? Uh, if that expectation is met, I feel good. If that expectation is not met, uh, then I don't feel good. And there are a lot of different expectations that we have, and, and much of it 
is dependent upon other people, and when it's not met, um, it's tough. I, one of the th- and we were just talking about this the other day about comparison, and you actually read to me out of I can't remember the name of the book that you read out of, but I act, I have the quote. All right, I know yeah. you're sitting there looking for it. I have the quote. Okay. This is what it said. It said, comparison is the crush of conformity from one side and competition from the other. It's trying to simultaneously fit in and stand out. Comparison says, be like everyone else, but better. Those are pretty high things to try to achieve in life. What if you don't compare well? to other people. If that's your belief that my worth is dependent upon that, then I can respond in a lot of different ways. I can get angry um, because people aren't accepting me or I'm not as good as other people or people are treating me like I'm not as good as other people. Um, I, I, I mean, there are just a lot of different ways that we could approach that and some of them are healthy and some of them are not. Right, but it does depend on what you what you believe. Um, you were given the example today about the snake and what you believe to be true about snakes is going to change how you behave. Um, what you you know your reaction is if you see a snake. Um, Let me just, just, <laughs> that leaves a big like what is she talking about? I was talking about a, a snake being, you can see a snake in different ways. The examples I gave is you look at a snake and you're scared of it because you're afraid that it, it's going to bite you. That's fear. You look at a snake and you might be angry because there was a snake that bit somebody that you loved and they died. So now you're angry at all the snakes. Or it could be that you like snakes. <laughs> well, we have yeah. a, our son likes like snakes. snakes. Yeah. yeah, you like snakes. You care about snakes. You want to be a friend with a snake. And that's totally cool. I mean, if that's you, that's great. But that's more of a loving kind of thing. So you can fear it, you can be angry at it, or you can love it, you know. All of those come from what we believe about, about the snake. Yes. So I, um, that's one example. Um, I was talking to you earlier about... Is this in the previous podcast no. that I deleted? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to try this part again. Again, yeah. Okay. So um, excitement and anxiety are basically exactly the same thing. What do you mean by that? I mean, the physi- You're talking about- physiologically in your body, you have the same response chemically in your body. You have the same response to um, excitement and anxiety. It, it, you can say, I'm excited, and these are the things that are gonna be happening in your body, and these are the things that are gonna be happen- happening in your chemistry that creates some of those body sensations. They're exactly the same for anxiety. Chemically, anxiety and excitement are the same. Physically, anxiety and and excitement are the same, but we label them completely differently. You have the same feeling, the same chemical reaction. But they are different. 
No, no, not physically and not chemically. They're the same. But I don't... Well, one, you have, a, you have a positive response to. The other one, you have more of a negative response to. Okay. But it, that is all based on what you believe about the situation. So, roller coasters. So, what you're saying is... I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. So, you may feel exactly the same way, whether you're anxious or excited, but depending on what you believe about the circumstance, you're going to have a positive response or you're going to have a negative response, but it's the physically and chemically, it's the same reaction in your body. They feel the same. It's just one we call excitement because we see it in a positive way. And then one we call anxiety because we see it in a negative way. Okay. So we go to Bush Gardens, we walk up to the roller coaster. Physically, we begin to feel exactly the same way. Chemically, the two of us begin to feel exactly the same way. But I think roller coasters are really fun. And so I label that feeling, that emotion as excitement because I believe roller coasters are fun. You hate roller coasters. And so people you... die on roller coasters. <laughs> Very few people die on roller coasters. Well, but that's true. you label that as anxiety because you don't like roller coasters. But it's the exact same circumstance. It's a roller coaster. It's just you hate them and I love them. And well, physically, this we feel back... the same thing. Okay. So physically. And chemically. This is really deep. It's not that deep. It is. Let me just put it <laughs> in a way that I understand. Okay. Because I talked about it again this week, and I'm not the, you know, I know all things about this, but physically, if I have those whatever feelings you're talking about, um, in anxiousness, I'm going to move away from that. Right? Right. Yeah. Because I don't want, I'm afraid of it. I have fear about it. And right. that's my, that feeling that I have, whatever you're talking about physically, right, yeah. that feeling that I have about it is pushing me Move away, away from right. it. But the feeling that you have physically about it is... I like it. I'm going to go towards it. Okay. But I'm not talking necessarily about fear. I'm talking about anxiety, which is not exactly the same as fear. It's in the same... It's in the same general fear area. Fear is the but... primary emotion and anxiety is the secondary emotion of fear, right? Uh, maybe, yeah, you could say it like that. I mean, you're, you're afraid and so you have anxiety. You're afraid of a roller coaster, right. so you have anxiety. Right. You know, the, the, the fear of almost dying is actually the thing that creates the excitement. I mean, that's what's exciting about roller coasters oh, that yeah. you take it up and then, you know. So it, both of them, there is fear, but one fear, you know, in, in, if you believe that you might die or that you're going to die, it creates anxiety. If, if I'm like, oh, I enjoy that fear because I feel like it's... Um, you know, it's you feel like you're going to die, but you're not really going to die. How was this conversation? <laughs> I'm sorry, fixing people. Well, because it's about what you believe, 
and the truth about a situation. So two people could look at the same situation and one person have very negative response and emotions to that because what they believe about right. that situation, okay. somebody else can see that very differently. The two of us have also had completely different reactions to compliments. Like there have been times people have walked up to the two of us and, and they said something to us and we walk away and I would say to you, wow, that was so nice of that person to say that. And, and you're like, what do you mean that person totally insulted me? They Not say the insulted. same, well, okay. They, okay, that, it wasn't nice. Yeah. So somebody walks up to us and says exactly the same thing. We hear it at exactly the same time. And we walk away with two different emotions related to that. Okay, and this is a good because example. Because of belief. Right, and this is a good example of believing the right things and wrong things. Because in my belief system that I struggle with, I do find my value many times in people's opinion about me, of accepting me. Right, yeah. Um, not that I want to be better than anybody else or any of that. It's um, I want to be loved. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is. Right. I need people's... Right. So that's a lie. You, you believe a lie, and be, but you believe that lie, and that lie and that belief send you in one direction. Right. Um, I might believe the truth about that situation, no, I mean, and, and, and honestly, that sends I think, me in a, di a very different direction. No, and I think, I think that's because you're, the way you see things is different than me, and, and a lot of it has to do with upbringing yeah filters filters and all of that you know Circumstance. yeah i mean if you grow up always trying to get the approval of your parents or you know and maybe you don't feel like you've ever gotten the approval of you know then that's you live that way always right. looking for the approval of other people right you know but and changing your emotions goes back to finding those lies that you believe. No, I agree and, with that. And figuring out what am I believing that's not true? And what do I need to believe that is true? Because what I believe then And that's the helps. good thing because yeah. you do you do see things more clearly I think many times about a conversation. I mean, I, you really see because my filter is so off sometimes, I'm completely listening or hearing it in a different way because of that filter of past right. experiences. Right. And I need someone like you, if I respond that way and get discouraged and, oh man, I feel so bad about myself because I really did And that's really what it is that I didn't, again, it's not getting people, I didn't meet the expectation that somebody had for me and they don't, you know, they're upset because I didn't meet mm -hmm. that expectation. And that's, that's really the feeling that I have. It's not somebody's attacking me or anything right, like that. Yeah. I just don't feel like I meet their expectation. But then it, it leads you to have, you know, difficult emotions because, yeah. because of that. For me, I have the opposite issue. So my mom was overly complimentary. My mom 
my mom, um, I don't recognize myself when I listen to my mom describe me or describe things that happened, you know, in my childhood because my mom lives in la-la land. Like everything is exaggerated and better than it actually is. And so there was a lot of encouragement growing up and, you know, my mom made me believe that I could do anything I wanted I wanted to do and but that that's not always a good thing so later on when I got the reason to, why she was just said it that way because I'm looking at her like shouldn't you tell kids <laughs> that can do every you can grow and be anything that you want to be no I, I don't true. think that we should say that I think because again, I mean really right some people can't be doctors no you they can't and we should just you know let kids some people know. can't be stand-up comedians <laughs> they're just not funny. They're not funny. <laughs> yeah. So. It, what were we talking about? I don't know. My mom oh, telling yeah. me all these great things about myself. And then I remember in middle school hearing her describe me or talk about me or whatever and not recognizing myself and thinking that, oh, well, maybe, maybe she's remembering me better than I am because she's not really happy with what I'm. Mean, she has to make all this stuff up because it's really not true. But as a child, I, I just believed that I could do anything. Um, I mean, that's the way she, yeah. she made us feel. But that really wasn't, that's not the truth. Yeah, but your mom, your mom is very uplifting. And... Yeah, no, she is. But, but sometimes you need to know the truth. And, I'm saying and that, but just that makes it hard. In case she is listening. <laughs> um, but that makes it hard. Because sometimes I, I need to hear something about myself and I, you know, I need that feedback and I'm not accepting that feedback. Okay, good example. Early on in our marriage, I would exaggerate, like, kind of like my mom, you know, and tell stories and just, It wasn't kind of like your mom. (laughs) It was exactly like mom. But I did. I exaggerated. And I remember you telling me a couple of times, hey, look, this is, you know, there's a difference between a good storyteller and, you know, the exaggerated lies or, or whatever when I'm talking about things and you told me a couple of times you know that i, I needed to really watch that nice though about it you were very nice mean. no you were very nice about it and it was true i did but i did not i did not listen to you you know um i mean you until you taught me a lesson and you called me out in front of people that was not good (laughs) well i wasn't no it was terrible but you know what i don't i think i would have kept on going and just ignored you i didn't you know because again you know sometimes it worked but yeah (laughs) but sometimes you you know where you think everything is you know um negative sometimes i don't see them positive did you exaggerate i don't know that's a long time ago. I don't remember. No. Well, probably attention-seeking. There you go. And yeah. that's what I was about to say. We're talking about this whole belief thing. Right. Somehow we went from a roller coaster to your mama <laughs> to this. Right, yeah. Um, anyway, it's your belief about where you get your value. Right. I want people to... Um, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me, mm-hmm. accept me, so therefore I feel like I have to make the story... 
right better than it better, actually is yeah but you know so you're messed up too yeah oh. <laughs> we're totally fist pumping up. right now there you go we all Both have problems messed up. okay uh what there are a lot of different reasons why we can um find ourselves in an emotional you know difficult place uh one of those is comparisons again we try to find mm -hmm. our value and how we compare to other people um another is about being right I always feel like i have to be right if i'm not right then i emotionally respond in a negative way to that um my life is dependent upon um my being accepted and liked which is mm -hmm. basically what you were just uh, talking about and when we when we live for those things it's really our it's living for other people right it's living in you know how but other it's people believing feel about that us. our value it's believing, it's believing that, all that, of that our comes value from other it people's comes opinions. from other people right which is a lie which is a lie so the way to change that is we need to start having a different belief and uh, the cool thing about emotions is emotions are evidence that something is broken um, well it could be because like love and joy nothing's broken no I'm, I'm talking about negative emotions okay. you know if, if you've got anger problems or if you're depressed all the time if you're anxious all the time if you're stressed all the time if you're jealous if you're bitter I mean all these things are negative right negative things and what they say is something's broken okay right. why am i feeling that well what is broken is your belief system mm -hmm. because your belief system is like the energy source the power source that's causing you to behave the way you behave and to feel the way you feel so anytime those those type type of emotions are prevalent in us we need to ask the question why do I feel this way and the question is you know when you say why do I feel this way it seems kind of common really the question should be what do I believe mm -hmm. that has caused me to feel this right. way so if I don't want to feel this way then I have to address the beliefs that I have in order for me to change so this is the fixing us part of it mm -hmm to figure out the belief that's causing these things. And what I've found, and this I'm sure this probably isn't always true, but many times what our belief is, is finding our value compared to other people or getting the approval of other people or being right or not making any wrong decisions. You know, because that's, that's another problem that people have I'm emotionally in a bad place because I made a bad choice I did something bad and it hurt somebody it caused a negative consequence and I did something bad and I can't get over the mm -hmm. mistake or the decision that I made and it begins to rule over me and I get depressed and I we've been around people who are like that yeah you know and it's it's difficult to get over past decisions that you make and when you think about it from a spiritual context, God wants us to forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because when we forgive ourselves, then we help other people understand that they can be forgiven. 
Right. You know, um, Satan doesn't want us to feel that way. He doesn't want us to forgive ourselves. He wants to wallow in the bad choice that we make and make us feel like you are worthless mm-hmm. to lose hope. And God, the whole time, is just saying, yes, you did something wrong, but I love you anyway. And I forgive you. And you can have value. The value now is not about I get my value from other people. The value now is that I can be used by God to show God's love to other people. Uh, something that I, um, we learned this weekend, it's the scripture about salt, that we shouldn't lose our saltiness and that we're to be light to the world, and that salt is a preservative. So what is it that we're preserving? And what we learned was we're preserving God's love. We want to keep God's love alive to make sure that it continues to live out. And it's cool to me because in the scripture, when it talked about the saltiness, it followed with light. And the way we show light to the world is to do good deeds, to do good things for other people. That's the way we keep God's love alive. Satan doesn't want us to do that. And one of the ways he keeps us from doing that is to make us feel terrible about ourselves or to get us into a place where we do live for other people and when we don't get their acceptance or we're not better than them or we're not, we get angry and all of these things come out of us. That's why I'm saying these negative emotions help us see something's broken. Right. Because the ultimate result is our expressing God's love to other people. And these things are keeping us from, from doing that. Doing, that's what we're to produce as people. That's what we're supposed to produce. Yeah. Anything you want to say about that? No, I, I think that's true. I, I think, I mean, it. yes, if we believed God totally that he loves us, that we're forgiven, that it's not about what we do, it's not about being perfect, it's not about always doing the right thing. It's not about how people feel about us. It's how, you know, what God has already given us. If we believe all those things, then, yeah, then our emotions should be great. So why is it, why is it so hard? Because it sounds so simple. So, you know, a lot of that, I think, has to do with we're in a broken world and we have broken bodies. You know, our are, um, you know, we live under, under this, you know, curse. When we try to be in control, when we try to be God, it all went downhill from there, starting with Adam and Eve. And, and that affected our, you know, the, our physical, the way we experience life in a, in a physical being and our brains and our bodies. Um, this is really interesting about the way your body processes things. Are you about to say something about the brain? Yes, I am. It's very, okay. it's cool. So your eyes don't, they, they just send information to the back of your brain. That Your eyes don't tell you what you see. Your eyes just send information to the back of your brain that says, you know, here, you know, here are the facts about this. You know, here's, here's the data. Just sends pure data. 
the back of your brain tells you what you're looking at. It, it's not your eyes that tell you what you're looking at. Your eyes just are the way to get information into the back of your brain. And the back of your brain tells you what you're looking at. Here's the interesting thing. There are far more neurons from, your, from the back of your brain to your eyes than there are from your eyes to the back of your brain. Which, which what that means is your brain is getting this data and making assumptions, making sense of, trying to make meaning out of this raw data. And what your brain thinks it sees is far more powerful than what you actually see. That's, that's why people are so easily oh, fooled because um, here's, here's what you actually see, but because of your filter, because of your past experience, because of your belief that are true, because of the things you believe that are lies, your brain decides what is what it it's actually cool that God seen. created us that way because we do see the same thing we could look at the exact same thing and, and see, see completely different things yeah well how do we change that and the way we change that is to bring new information into right. our brain into our mind right you're the brain person well and to understand that about ourselves once you understand that about yourself then you can catch yourself doing it and wait 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 wait, wait. I'm you know, I have to be careful here because what I think I see cannot always be trusted because what I think I hear, what I think I see, what I think is happening is influenced by lies that are, you know, that we pick up from this world, our worldview, the influences that are around us. What we, we, we want to see the truth in it and the only place we find truth, the only place that we find something that we can believe in that's going to produce reliable, good, healthy responses and emotions is, is God's word. So being aware, but it's definitely a battle. It's, the, it's a fight. So bringing this to a end, okay, mm -hmm. um, just like a little summary which what you've said is really, really good. Once Thanks. I understood it, <laughs> I'm very slow. I am. No, I'm so slow no, sometimes. Not. It was really, really good. Uh, what we think in our minds is important. If we are emotionally broken, first of all, we have to get to the place where we don't want to be in that condition. Then we have to believe that we can change, mm -hmm. that I can change. But then you have to take action to change, which is, to change the information that is being put in your thoughts, mm -hmm. in your mind, so that it helps you have the right belief. And you're right, it's, you know, it's the learning from God. God wants us to know how it is that we're to live and not to live up to the expectations of others, but to be people who are impact people. Uh, who affect others in the right way. One of the scriptures that we learned this weekend was Romans 12 to do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by, what is it, Jennifer? The renewing of your mind. Of your mind. Yes. 
which is that very thing we just talked about. How do you keep that from happening? It's been fun, y'all. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll check you next week.